Welcome to the Christian Essentials Podcast, sponsored by ChristianGiftDepot.com and by iSuccess Academy, helping people succeed. Now, here's your host, Teddy Levron. Welcome again to the podcast. Uh, Today, we're going to be closing out the series on three essentials for Christian living uh, by discussing the third essential, which is spiritual reproduction. Uh, In the episodes that came before this one, if you're just starting to tune in, uh, you might want to go back and catch the first parts of this series. Uh, We started by looking at uh, three stages of our Christian life, Uh, basically uh, being born or being saved. How do we come into relationship with God? Uh, The second essential we've discussed is spiritual growth, and we've covered topics like Bible study and prayer, the role of the local church in our spiritual growth, uh, the role of the Holy Spirit in our spiritual growth, and now we're on the third essential, which is spiritual reproduction. Um, Just as in real life, if we don't reproduce ourselves as Christians, then we'll become extinct, uh, just as we would if we quit reproducing as human beings. So how do we go about doing that? What does God really say about this? Is there something specific that he wants us to do while we're still here on earth in order to continue uh, leading people to the Lord? Uh, The whole goal, as we see it, as we've talked about in past episodes, the whole goal Uh, that we have is first to serve God with all our heart, mind, and strength, but also uh, to spend some time while we're here on earth uh, winning souls and making disciples, leading people to the Lord and then helping them to be able to follow the Lord, teaching them what Jesus taught. Um, So let's see what the Bible actually says about this. Uh, Part of of the thing I want you to consider as we go through this is, is that some people, and maybe this describes you, uh, you've struggled with what God has called you to do or trying to find what the specific task is that God has called you to uh, in your life. So we're going to talk about this and and how it actually fits in with God's greater purpose, which is winning souls and making disciples. So let's take a look at the scriptures. Let's start in the Gospel of Mark chapter 16, verse 15, Jesus tells them just before he ascends back into heaven, he says, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believes and is baptized shall be saved. He that believes not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not harm them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. So then after the Lord had spoken unto them, he was received up into heaven and sat on the right hand of God. And they went forth and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word with signs following. So we see part of what we refer to as the Great Commission. The first part of it, Jesus tells them to go and preach the gospel, the good news, to every creature, it says. They're going to travel. uh, They're going to be able to uh, share the gospel with everyone. Uh, We also last week learned that uh, part of what they were going to do was to focus on 
uh, their local communities first, and then they were going to step out in an ever-growing circle in order to reach the entire world with this message about who Jesus is and uh, our relationship that we can have with him and uh, our eternal destination, which is heaven. So he tells them to go and preach the gospel. The second part of the Great Commission is found in the book of Matthew, uh, chapter 28, starting in verse 18. It says that Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. So the second part of this is not only to go and preach the gospel or to make converts, lead them to the Lord. The second part of the Great Commission has to do with making disciples. Uh, the, in the King James, it says uh, to go and teach all nations. Uh, the other translations for teach is also the words make disciples. In other words, teach people to follow in Jesus' footsteps, to teach them uh, to follow God's pathway. So that's our double-edged assignment. Now, some people will say, well, wait a minute now. I'm not called to full-time ministry. I'm not called to uh, be a preacher. Well, that may indeed be true. Uh, it's very possible that you are not called to, uh, to be a full-time minister. You're not called to be in a pulpit somewhere preaching. Uh, maybe you're not called specifically as a full-time teacher or prophet or apostle or any of the things that we consider a full-time ministry. Uh, but the fact is that we are called as Christians to win souls and make disciples in our daily lives. It doesn't mean that we're employed as a minister. What it means is that God has given us an assignment and an anointing in order to be able to help other people come into relationship with him and to learn how to live a Christian lifestyle according to God's word. So uh, over the years as an evangelist and traveling around as a teacher or an evangelist, uh, I've had people sort of uh, reject the idea that they're actually called to uh, win souls and make disciples. They, um, they, they've used a lot of interesting um, phrases in the process of trying to defend that point. But let, let me show you simply what the Scripture says about it. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, Starting in verse 17, uh, we, we hear it this way from uh, the Scripture. It says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Now what they're referring to there is the fact that uh, once we have surrendered our lives to the Lord, uh, all of our sins have been washed away. So we become new creatures, a new beginning in Christ, so to speak. Uh, so uh, if that's what you consider yourself to be, if you have indeed uh, been saved, if you've come into relationship with the Lord and you're on a pathway of spiritual growth, then you fit in this category in 2 Corinthians 5.17. 
uh, we are new creatures. Old things are passed away and all things are become new. In verse 18, it continues, and all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and has given to us the ministry of reconciliation. So right there, we're told what our ministry actually is. What is our calling? Our calling is a ministry of reconciliation. And he explains it in verse 19. To wit, that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and has committed unto us the word of reconciliation. So in that verse, it tells us what this task is. What is this ministry of reconciliation that we've been given? The idea is that we have a responsibility and we have a privilege of being able to help people come into right relationship with the Lord by sharing what we know about Jesus, sharing what we know about his death and his resurrection, sharing what we know about his forgiveness and how we can come into relationship with the Lord and be on a pathway that's leading to eternity in heaven. To me, it's great news. That's what the word gospel means. It's the good news. Uh, And we have a privilege of being able to share that with other people. I know some people are intimidated by that process, uh, but we need to see that as something that is a privilege, uh, a way that we can actually help other people uh, to solve problems, to get their mind straightened out, to get them on a pathway that agrees with uh, God's will and God's purpose for their lives as well. So we have this privilege. In verse 20, it's related like this. It says, Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God did beseech you by us, we pray you in Christ's stead, be reconciled to God. So we're, we're designated as ambassadors for Christ. So just like an ambassador from the United States goes to other countries and represents the United States as an ambassador to that country, we are ambassadors for Christ. So we represent uh, Jesus. We represent God in our conversations with other people. We can uh, speak with authority because we've been given that authority to speak by the Lord himself So that's actually our calling. Now, how do you carry that calling out? Uh, That's going to be specific to your situation. In our day-to-day lives, we have opportunities to be able to tell people about the Lord. We have uh, opportunities on, on probably a daily basis to be able to share something that we know about Jesus that's going to help someone else. You don't have to be a theologian. You don't have to be a full-time minister in order to impact someone else's life. God has given you giftings and talent and understanding of Scripture that can help other people. There are situations in your life that you've gone through that you can share with people and show them how God helped you work through those issues in in your daily life. We're not talking about, you know, getting into deep theological conversations and knowing all of the original Greek and Hebrew and all of those kinds of things. What we're talking about is simply sharing our day-to-day lives with other people and helping them to come into relationship with the Lord and to live their lives in a way that lines up with God's will and purpose for their life. 
Uh, so again, it's, it's this huge privilege and should be something that we look forward to doing uh, instead of a burden or something to be scared of. Uh, there's some other instruction in the scripture in 1 Timothy chapter 5 that talks about the elders of the church or those that are already believers and have some spiritual maturity. They've been walking this path for a while. Uh, it basically sets up a situation where the elders or the ones that are more experienced in their journey with the Lord should be reaching back to help those that are behind them. And it, it represents it as elders being seen as fathers and mothers and those behind them seen as uh, sons and daughters in a family situation, wanting the best for them and helping them along the path. So in a, as a healthy Christian, we should have relationships that are in front of us and behind us. We should have people in front of us or ahead of us in our spiritual journey that can speak into our lives and help us to grow as Christians. And we should have people behind us that we've taken some responsibility for that we're helping along the path and teaching them the things that we know. If we only have the relationships ahead of us, then we start to become complacent. We're always being fed and nurtured, uh, and we're becoming sort of fat and lazy Christians, so to speak. Uh, but without the relationship behind us, we're in danger of falling into that category. If we only have relationships with people that are behind us, that are less spiritually mature than we are, then we sort of fall into a danger category where we can start getting puffed up in our own knowledge, as the scripture describes it, or building an ego. Um, fact of the matter is that if you're the most spiritually mature person you know, uh, you maybe need to start looking around because I think there may be some more people that you can have some conversations with and I can have conversations with. We can all have conversations with that can help us along the way. We never know it all. God is the only one that does. Uh, so we need to be seeking him and seeking counsel from other uh, Christian people that we respect and that uh, have experience in their journey with the Lord. So that's the idea of spiritual reproduction. It's just basically taking on our responsibility to share what we know about Jesus with other people, help lead them to a point where they'll surrender their lives to the Lord, and then make a commitment to be able to help them along the way, spend some time with them, help them to learn what it means to be a Christian and to live a Christian lifestyle. That's not always convenient. It's not always just a neat and happy process. Uh, when we start dealing with human beings, things get a little gritty from time to time. It gets a little dirty uh, to help people uh, pull them up out of the mud, so to speak, and be able to help them along the way when things get tough. But it's what God has done for us and what other people have done for us. We didn't get to where we are today in a vacuum. You didn't get to the point where you are, no matter what your situation is. You didn't get there alone. Other people have been on the journey with you. So I'd encourage you uh, during this week to take some time to pray. Help God to show you uh, who the people are that are actually ahead of you in your journey. Spend some time with them. Thank them for the input that they've had into your life. And also ask him to show you people that you can help along the way. Uh, that you can speak into their lives and you can help them to follow the pathway that God has for them 
uh, and we'll all be on one pathway, which is eternity in heaven. So in, in this, this brings the entire Three Essentials for Christian Living series to a close. Uh, in the next episode, we're going to start into a brand new series uh, related to what Jesus taught. Uh, since we saw here in Matthew chapter 28 that we're supposed to teach all nations, Jesus also told them to teach them what he had taught or the things that he had commanded them. So we're going to spend many weeks now uh, on, the re- on, on another part of our journey, actually looking into what Jesus taught. And we're going to cover a lot of topics. If you go to our website, there's a list of some of the things that we'll cover. But we'll be talking about what Jesus said about himself, about God, the Holy Spirit, about money, about prayer, about heaven, about marriage, relationships, a lot of topics. Jesus covered a lot of ground in the short period of time that he was here on earth. So I hope you'll join us for this next series. Uh, Send us an email. uh, Let me know uh, where you are in your journey. If you have questions or if there's things that we can pray about, we certainly want to do that. So until next time, uh, God bless you. Uh, We'll be praying for you and hope to see you in the next series. God bless you. For more information and resources, please visit our website, ChristianEssentialsPodcast.com. Also, visit our sponsors, ChristianGiftDepot.com and iSuccessAcademy. You've been listening to the Christian Essentials Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe.